it's not human nature for everyone to like pick up on what we think are yeah. like yeah, 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 easy yeah. signals. Um, and that's where like I feel guilty too because it's like I've had to like kind of learn how to not signal um, and just express my feelings. Welcome back for episode 15. Today we are talking about communication. I feel like we haven't done a more serious, serious episode, or like advice-ish type of episode in a while. Because the past two have been pretty lighthearted. Like we did the unpopular opinions. Yeah, unpopular. I, I'm curious. I mean, it just released today. So for the record, I'm pretty sure some of you guys already know, like Sam and I typically record a week before. I'm really curious to see how people are going to react to that episode. Yeah, we'll have to release some like stories or whatever so people can like reply and give us their opinion on our unpopular opinion. <laughs> their opinion on our opinions of their unpopular opinions. But seriously, I do love that people like reach out and like tell us stuff about the episodes because it just makes me feel like we're like we're making a difference. Yeah. As silly as that sounds, but like today, like I got a text message. I got a few messages actually, Me like too. on Instagram, and, and then like we got some text. DMs on the like account yeah. too. And like, it's always super nice to hear from you guys because it just it makes us feel like what we're doing is very meaningful. Yeah, totally. But back on the topic of communication, we're gonna kind of be all over the place today when it comes with communication. And as you know, we love starting off our episodes on a light note. So we do have a little game. Um, So we picked some celebrity couples and Sam and I are gonna kind of share our opinions or assumptions, I guess, and let you guys know if we think these couples have good communication skills or if they lack communication skills. We don't know because we're not in their lives and we want to know. You know, know what- we like to judge celebrities on yeah. this podcast. <laughs> no, not a, not like actually. Not it's actually, all in good fun. Yeah. Uh, but we do want to know what you guys think too. So we'll probably put a poll up and you guys can let us know what you think about these celebrities. But the very first celebrity couple that we have is Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell. I feel like they have really good communication skills. I think so, too. I love them together. Um, I've also heard rumblings that they have an open relationship. And I think that in order for that to work, you have to have really good communication skills because, like, you kind of really? have to know, like, where the boundaries are for your partner. And, I mean, in any in any relationship, you have to know where boundaries lie for your partner. But I feel like even more so in an open relationship because you want to make sure that, like, Obviously, you know, you're you're staying within your boundaries of like if there's any sort of jealousy or like, you know, make sure you're doing what your partner's comfortable with. Um, And I just feel like they're a really strong unit. And, you know, he's been really open about um, his like battle with addictions. And I think that she's been like a really supportive partner and that, um, you know, with with all of the like challenges they've faced, I, I think that it's just like a recipe for creating stronger communication skills. So. I'm going to give them my stamp of approval. I would also give them my stamp of approval just because they are very open when it comes to their marriage um, and just like the struggles that they've had in the past. And they really aren't afraid to share it with the public, but they do. They do it in the right time. Like I've noticed like whenever a headline comes out about them, it's usually something that they've already overcome. Like they're not like it's not like something's happening like in the moment and we're all finding out about it like kind of like with the Kardashians you know like their life doesn't revolve around like the tabloids um but I think it's interesting because like they again they're very open with the public about how they handle things in their marriage I did not know about the open relationship thing more power to them I don't think I could ever do that but I agree with you I think that you have to have really good communication skills in order to have a successful open relationship, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're married and you have children together. Yes. Um, I have to like read into that because that's honestly like that's mind blowing to me. Really? I, I, I don't could, know if it's true. Would, it's definitely like floated around though. I, I'm i like shook. I have to look into it because I, I just don't picture them being like an open relationship couple. But I mean, you never know. Could Would you ever do an open relationship? 
Um, no, it could yeah. not work for me. <laughs> it could not work for me either. I but. I'm just way too clingy. Like, I yeah, need all the love and attention. But, like, scientifically, monogamy is just not, like, it's not for everybody. So I totally understand and see how it works for some people. Just not me. Yeah, not me. I, I don't know how people can fucking do it. I really can't. Um, you have to be a re- – I feel like it takes a really confident person. You have to be really secure within yourself. I'm pretty confident with myself, but, like, I, I just could never. I get way too jealous. Yeah. I, and, again, if someone is mine, like, they're – like not to be possessive, no, but yeah. if someone's mine, they're I mean, mine. Like I I'm not sharing. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think that I am a very jealous person, but like I only, you know, I don't want to I share. Only, like you yeah, said, I only want to be with one person. Right. And like I don't, I don't need like you know a line of people. But whatever the case is, um, they both get our stamp of approval. The next one is Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. I love, I love them. them both. I like, just I feel like they have they have to have good communication skills because they so just too. present themselves as such like a united front, um, you know, just like in the media, in the tabloids. But you can tell that they still like definitely have that spirit of like joking with one another. And I, I love feel like I love their posts. I just have to say their social media posts, like the birthday ones. Where, I know like, they're they so cut funny. each other out. Just I, I love them. You I can. They're like a they're definitely like a dream couple like a couple you would look up to you they're can, my favorite yeah couple. yeah you can tell that they really have like good banter with one another yeah. and I feel like in order to be like joking around that much you know especially in the public eye they're always going to be those people that like look at it and be like like twist it and be like oh did you see what Blake Lively said about her husband or vice versa but like you know at the end of the day they know that it's all in good fun it's all jokes right and so that's that's what I think about that okay so they both get our stamp of approval as well okay Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber. Dude, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that they do. And hear me out. I think that their relationship is beautiful. Um, I do think, and they've been pretty open about like their struggles too. Um, I don't read too much into it. Like I'm not super invested into them and I'm not super invested into celebrity couples as much as like you know, someone else would be like, I don't like dig deep for like articles and read all about their marriage. I just like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't read know it when it. it pops up. Yeah. I read it when it pops <laughs> up. I don't when dig. It, yeah. But I don't think that they have the best line of communication. And I think that part of that could be just because they are so young in the public eye. Um, given Justin's older than Haley, I'm pretty sure. Isn't Haley younger than us? Like, isn't Haley only, like, 23? Oh, I'm 23, but let me see how old she is. Like, I could have sworn that Haley Bieber was young, because I'm pretty sure she turned 21 when they got married. Yeah, and they had only been dating for, like, six months at the time, too. She's 25. Well, either way, I don't think that they have the best communication skills just based off of, like, stuff I've seen, like, in the past with, like, headlines and stuff and given, like, people can change and, like, they're growing and... You know, I'm sure that they are at a much stronger place now than they were at the start of their relationship, which I feel like is very apparent because I'm pretty sure Haley has talked about it and Justin has talked about it because they like went through some struggles like when they first got married. But yeah, I I mean, I'm not married, so I don't have room (laughs) to like, you know, judge anyone for their relationship or judge anyone, you know, who's who's in a marriage. But I just remember hearing them say like, oh, it's so hard. Like we struggle all the Mm -hmm. time. And I'm like. Well, A, duh, you've only been dating for six months. And B, like, should a marriage be that difficult not even a year into it? You I know think what I mean? It's, I think it also gets tricky because I'm not sure if, like, you've seen this or if you guys, like, know about this. But I know, like, Justin and Haley were kind of, like, on and off. Oh, I um, did see that, yeah. And, you know, he wasn't with her for, like, a period of time. And, like, during that time, like, he was with Selena Gomez. So I'm pretty sure that, like, you know – she probably suffered like some kind of obviously she suffered like from like jealousy and stuff like that as any girl would because it's like you're out here like seeing your ex and you know future husband with like other women so it's just like I don't I think it also goes back to the idea of like taking breaks and like I don't believe in breaks like Mm -hmm. just someone who's gone through them like I just I don't think that they work um but again everyone's different so I don't know I just look at them and I think that they're like a couple that definitely like screams at each other. I could see it or like passive aggressive. Okay. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. I don't know about this. I don't know about it either because I feel like 
I think Kim is a good communicator because she kind of has to be Mm -hmm. um, because A, you know, she's studying law. B, she's grown up on TV, you know, and think about all the interviews that they do and they're constantly talking about their feelings and their thoughts and their feelings. So I could actually, I know when we were talking about this, we were like, we feel like it'd probably be good. But now the more I'm thinking about it, I think that she has really good and strong communication skills. And he might not. He might not. Not to mention the fact that she's probably, well, definitely way more mature than him. She's A, older. B, you know, has some more life uh, experiences in terms of marriage slash like relationships or serious relationships. Um, And Pete is like infamous for dating people for like six months and then it ending which poor guy he seemed he seems so sweet but I think personally that um he I, I could see her like going to him with like a thought or a feeling or an emotion uh-huh. um and trying to communicate you know whether it be frustration or concern or whatever and I could see him coping with humor yeah and like making a joke out that. of it I was literally yeah. just gonna say that I was literally thinking that he probably like copes with everything or like might make things as a joke just because that's he because he's a comedian yes yes yes, yes. and like that is what he knows and he's Again, been open about like I don't know how many of you know that he lost his dad mm-hmm. um like his dad was a firefighter uh on 9-11 and he's been really open about saying that like the biggest you know obviously that's like the biggest trauma of his life and he he copes with that with humor um he and he's been really open about you know how how that's been something that's gotten him through it and so I'm sure with like other areas of life as well he uses it as a coping mechanism so I could see them like I could see her coming like coming to him with an issue and him just like kind of making a joke out of it or like something bothering him and then him making it not as big of a deal as it actually is and turning it into a joke to like avoid you know the uncomfortability that's exactly does that make sense well, yes that well that makes sense to me I don't know if that makes sense to you guys um but Sam GMTA because I was literally thinking the exact same yeah. thing um so yeah they're kind of I think it's like Kim's a strong communicator and Pete like might not be um jumping into the next couple we have Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner I think that they're both good communicators I think that the two of them and I'm not as invested in this relationship I mean I think that they're beautiful together but I think that the two of them are very blunt with each other. Like, I feel I feel like they're just see it. both blunt and like are straight to the point. Yeah. And um, not not so much that they remind me of you and Josh by any means, but like I feel like they are just able to like communicate stuff like right away to the point where like they wouldn't get into fights yeah. because they would just like bring up like what bothers them, yeah. which uh, you mentioned in like one of the previous episodes, like you guys just like mention it to each other to avoid fights. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. I, um, I think they're great together. I also think they have a, a great dynamic and they just seem very like, they mm-hmm. both <laughs> seem very uh, cool, calm and collected. I agree. I I really like them together. And I'm very excited that she's pregnant again. I know. Can't wait to see their baby. Um, next is Ben Affleck and J-Lo. Lame. <laughs> Throwing tomatoes. Thumbs down. I this, think that they it have. It confuses me. They confuse yeah. me. I, have you seen like all the pictures of them like in the paparazzi where she's like all over him and he's like pushing her off? And, no. Yeah. It just to me, I, I don't think they're a PR relationship. I do think they're genuinely in love. Like, obviously, people don't get engaged, or at least that I know of. People don't get engaged for, you know, tabloids or media attention. So I do think they're in love, but I definitely think she likes to play it up for the cameras and, like, you know, try almost feels uh-huh. like she has something to prove. Whereas, like, he's he like, doesn't really I want care. it to kind of like, it. yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I could see. I see to. him kind of being like how Toby Maguire is with the media, because like. I'm not sure, like, how, like, much you follow Tobey Maguire or not, but, like, whenever there's, like, paparazzi around him, like, you see his mood immediately go down. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, I I agree. Last couple is Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian. They communicate through their minds. No. <laughs> I honestly, I mean, I feel like it has to be good. Because, because they, they seem very strong. And they were, again, like they were, or not again, uh, but they were best friends. And then they got into a relationship with each other. And 
they got married like very very quickly um but well they're not legally married oh right because it was like practice or yeah whatever. but yeah. yeah they got into a relationship they got engaged and I just feel like the two of them are very much on the same page and also yes. like very chill with each other I mean I don't know how many of you guys watch the Kardashians but like Sam and I like made a joke when we were creating this list of celebrities <laughs> that like they don't communicate we don't, they, they just, even talk they, they just, just make out and have sex yeah <laughs> I do think like, again, like Ashley said, I don't know how many of you watch the Kardashians, but Courtney is kind of like notorious for being kind of like high strung and like mm-hmm. never being able to like chill. And he brings out this side of her where she just seems so chill all the time. Like, I don't know if you remember the birthday party fight where um, Kim was throwing a Candyland birthday party. <gasps> yeah, yeah. And then it was like <laughs> sugar free candy. It needs to versus- be sugar free. Oh, blah, 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 it blah. Was- and now it's you see bizarre. her eating bread and fucking lollipops and ice cream. And mm-hmm. I just feel like he just brings out this like side of her that is like the side of her that was missing. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Good point. So, yeah, that's I think. And this is just me kind of analyzing it. I think she kind of lost herself a little bit when she was like dating other guys or like kind of like the in-between period with Scott, which again they, it, it breaks my heart that they're not together because I loved Scort, but at the same time, like, just wasn't meant to be. Um, it is what it is, and clearly she's happy now with Travis, and it's nice to see that she's kind of, like, maybe going back into that old, like, goofy Courtney that we saw in, like, the beginning of the Kardashians when they, like, first came out on E! because she wasn't always, like, so, you know, up everyone's ass, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, but, yeah, so that is our game. Uh, And we definitely want to know what you guys think. So we'll definitely post it on uh, the GMTA pod Instagram. Uh, If you haven't followed us, please do. We always appreciate new followers and definitely DM us. Uh, We love from hearing from you guys. Um, But diving into the topic of communication, um, we do have some stories to share. We kind of wanted to talk about like, good communication and bad communication stories and how we have kind of dealt with them in the past. Um, For me personally, I know that I wasn't always the best communicator and sometimes I'm not. Like sometimes it's, it it doesn't come as natural to me. Um, And I do think that I am a pretty decent communicator. Like I more so lean on like the good side of communication than bad, but sometimes like sometimes I struggle. Um, And in the past, just sharing like a bad communication experience, like a time I wish I would have communicated better was, um, I know I had mentioned before in like previous episodes that like my birthday has always been like a thing that I've hated because it was just like a curse. And there was like, I don't know, there was like one year I literally just like wanted my ex to like turn the curse around. And I was kind of like hinting at stuff. Um, and I was kind of just like hinting for him to like do things for me as opposed to just like telling him like, hey, can like we do this or can you do that for me? And I was like giving myself these expectations, thinking that he was picking up on everything and he definitely wasn't. Um, and it just like turned into like one of like the worst birthdays of my life. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was like 21. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but it was like my 21st birthday and I left the bar like we got to the bar and like five minutes later I left crying like chasing him out of the Aww. bar and it was my 21st birthday so it was like my first time like legally in a bar yeah, and yeah I was just devastated because not only had like he not lived up to my expectations which was also like my fault because I should have communicated stuff um to him as opposed to just like leaving hints here and there but yeah I didn't get what I wanted and then I ended up leaving the bar like crying and it was awful and we ended up like fighting all night which was again awful 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 um that's the time where I wish I had communicated differently because I probably would have had a different outcome what about you do you have any bad communication stories or a time where you wish that you would have had communicated differently yeah okay so I can't think of like one instance specifically but what I can circle back to is Um, the relationship that I was in previous to the one that I am in now, um, my ex kind of, you know, did, would do some things that would irritate me and I am naturally a pretty passive person. Um, you know, I, I don't like to ruffle people's Mm -hmm. feathers. I don't like to upset people. I don't like to hurt anybody's feelings. 
And sometimes it's to my own detriment because I will just kind of take it and take it and take it. And then, you know, resentment builds up later. Uh I I wouldn't say I'm the kind of person that like lets it all build up, but, and then like explodes, but it's more just like silent resentment. Um, And so don't get me wrong. There were plenty of things that he did do that I like, you know, expressed that um, I was upset about, but there were some other things that um, he would do that I just like would never say anything about and kind of like, kind of like you said, just hope that he would like read my mind or like pick up on the signals and, um, you know, kind of be able to like fix it from there. Like, for example, he was always wanting to like be out like nonstop. Um, and I, if you know me, you know that I have stomach problems and sometimes my stomach would like be hurting really, really bad. And I'd be like, Hey, like, I really want to go home. Like I don't, or I'd be, or I would, I wouldn't say I want to go home. I would say I'm really not feeling well where like, you know, in the relationship I'm in right now, if I were to tell Josh, like, Oh, I'm really not feeling well. He'd be like, are you okay? Do you want to go? But in that relationship, I would have had to, you know, spell it out for this guy. And so it was, it would be more like, oh, I'm sorry. And then we'd stay out for six more hours or like things like that. You know what I mean? And instead of just saying like, hey, I'm really not feeling well. I want to go home. I would just kind of hope that he would like pick up on, pick up on, hey, I'm not feeling well and think like, oh, we should go home or or things like that. It's hard though because like it's not human nature for everyone to like pick up on what we think are like easy signals. Um, And that's where like I feel guilty too because it's like I've had to like kind of learn how to not signal um, and just express my feelings. Yeah, I think I've I've gotten better at that too. And then also it's like it also matters your partner in a romantic relationship and like how they can read you. Like, like I said, Josh would be able to like kind of read me if something like that happened and be yeah. like, Hey, and, are you okay? Or and, if I were to just, you know, sometimes it takes a while to like read people. Like, yeah. And yeah. I think too, like just like going off of that again, proud that like you're getting better at it and I'm proud that I'm getting better at it. But like for me, it's like, Sometimes I'm oblivious to things like sometimes. Oh, I, God, me too. Sometimes someone could send me signals and like I would not be able to pick Literally, up on it. You know what? Here's I'm going to give an example of um, not like v- of nonverbal communication that <laughs> I just did not pick up on. And I'm about to out Josh. He's literally in the other room. He can probably hear me right now. But the first argument we so like I said, we've only ever been in one and a half arguments in our entire year of dating. The first argument, 110% my fault. So so we're both allergic to cats. Mm-hmm. And he is really, really allergic to cats. Like really, really bad. And um, there was a night that we were going out with friends. And mm-hmm. he had told me before we got there, like, hey, I'm not going to be able to like be here that long. And so long story short, the cat started really bothering his allergies. And he was super, super, super itchy. And he was like telling me that, you know, he didn't like feel well without like verbal, like he was spelling it out for me without literally verbally saying it because we were out with all my friends and he didn't want to like bother me. Yeah. Um, and he was literally like, he he was doing (laughs) everything to, to explain it to like, to spell it out for me. And I was like, and so then like, of course, his feelings would be hurt because he would, I didn't feel well, he would have been able to tell. So that's an example of me not being able to perceive and not, um, you know, like pick up on like being oblivious. Like yeah. sometimes you just have to like pay attention to whether it be your partner, whether it be your friend in order to like understand like what's going on and, you know, avoid any sort of conflict. Right. But yeah, I don't know. Did that make any sense? <laughs> no, I thought that made sense. I think that makes sense. But Going off of bad communication stories, we always have to follow up with a good because we have good communication too. I mean, Sam and I both majored in public relations and that was within the school of communications, but, um, or is it communication? Communication. Oh, I'm bad communication skills. Hey, that's okay. I always thought it was communications (laughs) until Josh told me it wasn't. So, oops. But anyways, um, we do have good communication skills, too, and we do want to share those stories. For me, one of, like, my good communication stories is honestly, like, it feels, like, silly to say, but I was kind of, like, I was talking to a guy and we kind of just, like, communicated, like, our thoughts and expressed how, like, we really weren't, like, expecting anything out of, like, talking to each other. Like, 
um, he wanted to make sure that I wasn't expecting a relationship like out of him. And I wanted to kind of like make sure that like the same thing because I was in I guess you could say I was like in a vulnerable place. But yeah, we kind of just wanted to make sure that we weren't like leading each other on um, if that makes any sense. Right. Like that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like I'm being very confusing with explaining this, but we again, we just wanted to make sure that we were both on the same page. And I feel like that doesn't happen a lot when you kind of start seeing someone because I feel like and I could be wrong, like maybe one person likes the other a lot more and then they have like these expectations of like getting into a relationship. And I I don't know, like when you and Josh like started talking, like did you have an expectation of like, yes, he's going to be my boyfriend? Oh, like, uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So like, I don't know. I feel like it's maybe I don't know. Let me know if like I'm a weirdo, but <laughs> well, also we have we were really good friends for a long time. Yeah. So there's quite a build up. I don't know if we had just like gone on one date or something, if it would have been the same like automatically like oh yeah he's gonna be my boyfriend but uh, you know okay yeah that's that's fair but yeah I I don't know if like people really like think to do that because obviously like as time goes on like feelings form and like you kind of get attached it's good to like manage expectations yeah and I feel like that's kind of overlooked a lot with relationships now because I feel like it's I don't I feel like there needs to be like clear communication with expectations slash like non-expectations like I wasn't expecting anything he wasn't expecting thing and that was like our expectation if that makes sense no totally what about you Sam what is a story that you're kind of like proud of in terms of like good communication? I would say my half argument with <laughs> the other. So here's the other argument. Yeah, the, uh, I'm into. literally airing all my freaking shit. I love you, Josh. I'm sorry I owe you. <laughs> there was one day where um, Josh and I had gone to um, like a party or whatever, and my room was a, a hot mess because um, it was around the holidays and, you know, it's just – things build up but it had been getting messy and then his stuff was like in my room too and so I was just all out of sorts because you know how things are just crazy during the holidays and 100% whatever I was all out of sorts and all day I just couldn't stop thinking about how like messy my room was and how badly I wanted to clean it when I got home because it just makes me anxious when my space isn't tidy um and so I had been you know thinking about it and uh we got home and Josh wanted to like go to bed because it was it was pretty late and I had started like picking up my room and he's like why are you picking up like just wait till tomorrow you're gonna we're gonna do laundry tomorrow's Sunday and I was like no like I really really want to clean this up right now and he was like but why like it it makes no sense because you're gonna all the half of your clothes on the floor are clean half of them are dirty you're gonna do laundry you're gonna end up putting stuff away anyways like doesn't really make any sense and so we just kind of kept going back and forth and back and forth and Eventually, I just, like, got frustrated. I guess, like, my feelings were hurt or whatever. Yeah. And so um, in, instead of saying something, you know, that could potentially be hurtful that I would never, you know, want to hurt my boyfriend's feelings, uh, we just kind of, like, did our own thing for a little bit. I cleaned up my room, let him, like, do whatever he was doing at the time. And then, like, once I felt a little bit more in control of my emotions – I was like, hey, it like upset me like when you said this because I was, you know, I had been thinking about like cleaning my room all day. I was really like anxious about it and I just really wanted to get it done. So like I understand that like maybe that wouldn't have been the way that you would go about things. Like we have different like thoughts there. Like maybe you would have waited till tomorrow. But for me, it was really important to, um, you know, get this done right now. And like, I just, I want you to like understand that and see where I'm coming from. And he was totally like, oh yeah, absolutely. I a hundred percent get it and love you. I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. you know, that was the end of that. So for me as a, a passive person, you know, like in a past relationship, I might've just like, whatever happened that upset me, right. I would have just like glazed over it and just again, like built up resentment. But instead, you know, when I was upset. I was like, hey, this upset me. And right. I know it might sound silly because like I said, we've only been in one and a half arguments, but <laughs> I, I feel like setting that expectation for like, hey, you did this that upset me kind of set the precedent. Uh, our first argument set the precedent for everything else. Yeah, for, and, for quote unquote future arguments. Right. And that's why we didn't get in. We haven't gotten in any because we just kind of nip it in the bud before it even gets there. Right. Um. And so I think just the the idea of that from like those experiences has helped me, 
you know, become less passive so that I don't become resentful over time. Right. And now like, and, that, that, makes, and it doesn't, that makes a lot of sense. It doesn't always have to be a serious like, hey, let's talk about this. It really bothered me that you did that. Sometimes like if Josh was doing something that would, that was annoying me, I'd be like, can you stop? Like, geez. <laughs> and sometimes that's enough. Like it doesn't always have to be a big serious thing. Like right. just as long as you're communicating and you're communicating kindly, sometimes you can communicate you know, turn it into a joke as long as you're getting your point across and um, it's not going to hurt the other person's feelings. I think right. that, you know. I'm in agreement. I feel like I said right a lot as you were talking and I feel like that makes me sound stupid. No, 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 no. But no, like I agree with you. Like, again, communication is key. Like that's why we're doing a whole episode on communication. I mean, it is so vital in so many aspects of our lives, like in relationships, in friendships, in work, in literally everything, literally everything. And it's always, always, always good whenever you're able to get your thoughts and your feelings out there. And with that being said, we are going to dive into some tips. Um, So we do have a few that we received through our Google form. Sam, do you want to go ahead and read the first one? Yeah, I think this, so this one, I, after we read it, I was like, wow, Ashley, I really love that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think it kind of touches a little bit on what we both said was our downfall in our bad communication story. Um, And so I'm just going to go ahead and read it. This is from a listener. The best advice I've gotten is the red wagon analogy. You can hint casually that you like red wagons. You can leave out a catalog open on the table with a red wagon circled with hearts. You can compliment another person's red wagon while you're out. But if you want a red wagon and if you want to get your needs met, you need to clearly communicate what you want from your partner and or, you know, friend, family member, whatever. Dropping hints and expecting someone to read your mind will only lead to confusion, disappointment, and resentment. It might not be as romantic, (laughs) but being able to be clear about your expectations will help you so, so much in future relationships across the board. A hundred percent. I think that's literally a testament to everything that we had just both said about the negative parts of our communication and And, the positive. (laughs) Right. I honestly feel like that's really good advice. And I know that we kind of touched on it because just going back to like what we had already mentioned, you can't read everyone's mind. And I think that a lot of the time, and I feel like this is a common mistake in most people where you kind of send like these hints and expect the other person to know whether it's a partner or a friend or like a parent or like a coworker, whoever it is in your life that you're trying to like send these hints to not everyone can pick up on them yeah. and sometimes just communicating it is so much better like you you have you know by communicating it you take control of the narrative exactly you, you take control of where it goes and you kind of in a sense say like hey balls in your court um when when you communicate a frustration when you communicate a need mm-hmm. um and it's not it does not have to be like conflict oriented when you communicate you know once you like build that bridge of communication it is it's then you know kind of in that person's hands where it goes from there no and I, so you I agree at the end of the day you can say like whether it be positive whether it be negative outcome you can say that you did all you, you did all you could if you communicated like kindly and um you know got your point across bluntly I feel like people are kind of shy to take the approach of communication um and that's why they resort to like hints and stuff because I feel like some people like don't want to be like, I guess, like blunt about situations at like the risk of maybe like feeling a little bit embarrassed because some people feel like they shouldn't have to ask for stuff. And I agree, like you shouldn't have to ask for stuff like all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think that like it sets up like a good foundation because uh, like I like I mentioned, I can be blind to so much stuff. Yeah, I mean, I feel like just kind of like after you communicate you know, what you need, what you want, what you're frustrated about. After that, it's kind of just on the other person, what they decide to do with it. Um, And I think more times than not, you can really avoid a lot more frustration, a lot more arguments, a lot more anger and upsetting someone if you just address it when it's an issue. Agreed. The next piece of listener advice is kind of like the opposite of what we've been talking about, but also like it makes a lot of sense. And here's why. So they say, sometimes it's best not to communicate if you want to complain about something petty. 
If I'm annoyed by someone, I will text it to myself to vent and get it out of my system. Then I will revisit a few days later and determine if it's something I really want to address or if I was just in a mood and being nitpicky. Usually I'm glad I didn't bring it up in the moment. I think this is really good advice because while communication is super important, I think a lot of us get so caught up into how we're feeling in the moment, especially because we're humans, like we're emotional um, and we definitely feel certain types of way, like in a moment, like especially when it comes from like anger. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I can like 100% say like, I'm glad that like I am able to like sit with my thoughts sometimes or like. I'll text stuff out too and I just like keep it there and I read it like over and over and I'm just like is this really worth sending um because while like my feelings are valid and I recognize that they're just like feelings sometimes it's just like not worth bringing up because it can cause future like arguments sometimes even if you just take a pause for a second like sometimes I'll be like replying to something you know in a text message and I'll start typing it out and I'll stop and I'll look at it and then decide "Mm, it's not even worth it and you know delete it and go at it with a different approach or not respond or whatever it might be I think this is really good advice because it's not telling you to drop hints it's not telling you to um not say something but it's just giving the it's giving the idea of um it's it's allowing you to think and like sit with your emotions yeah and and you know what Uh, Something that Josh actually said on his episode with us that I thought was like really impactful was cooler heads will prevail. And I think that, you know, this is really that's something important to remember when um, it comes to, you know, dealing with someone or something that you really care about. Kind of coming back to it when, you know, you you are more calm and your emotions have calmed down and, and you're feeling, you know, more level headed can really be the difference in um it it can really kind of make or break the outcome right of a situation so I think that that's um really important and a a lot of times you know just kind of taking that time to sit with it and thinking about it uh, when you get annoyed with something when you get upset about something there are so many different factors involved one of them being literally I know for me it could literally be like I hate my outfit that day or I didn't like uh-huh. my lunch that day. Uh-huh. And so then everything goes wrong and everything starts irritating me. And then three days later, I look back at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I didn't say anything because I was just in, in my own mood. Right. You were in a mood. And like, not to say that you would be overreacting, but like, I'm sure we all come to points where like, oh, yeah. we 100% overreact to situations. And like being able to like take the time to yourself, sit with your thoughts, realize like, just give yourself like a good like space like headspace like I don't know like what better way to put it but sometimes it's better for yourself and for the relationship friendship whatever it is whatever the situation is um that you might be overreacting about but like again I think it helps you kind of gauge your true feelings because I I would never want to go ahead and this has happened in the past um, where I just like completely like react on emotion and then I immediately regret it. Mm-hmm. Like I hate regrets. And like, let's say, let's say for example, like you did something to like piss me off, which really like does not happen like <laughs> at all. But like, let's say it did. And I was in a bad mood that day. Like if I were to like text you, like fuck you or like, yeah, like I, I can't see myself like actually doing that, but I know I would immediately regret it. Oh, absolutely. And I would just be like, why the fuck would I say that to Sam? Like, I love her. Yeah, it's one of those things where you just like, you lack the phone, toss it on the bed, go do something else and then revisit it, you know? People need phone breaks. I don't know if we've expressed this in the past, but like you need, sometimes you just like need a break from your phone. Yeah, literally yesterday I was having like a moment where I just didn't feel like being on my phone and Ashley didn't do anything wrong to me at all, but she had texted me Mm -hmm. and I didn't reply for a couple hours and then I texted her and I was like, hey, sorry, I just like was not on my phone and I just yeah. think you know communicating that is yeah, again like, it's all it all goes and back I, to I understand because I literally do the exact same thing I'll put my phone on like do not disturb or I'll literally yeah. just turn it off because like I don't want like the urge to like look at my phone mm-hmm. like sometimes I just need a minute to myself yeah so, so something that I wanted to touch on and I don't really remember interpersonal communication class or like any of I don't remember if this is like an actual thing but something that I always like to think about when um I'm either like in a conflict with someone or, you know, dealing with some sort of communication with them is listening versus hearing versus Mm -hmm. understanding. So it's like, you know, it's literally the pipeline to understanding. It starts with listening. I think in order to 
really get anywhere, you have to wholeheartedly be present and like listen to what someone's saying when they're offering critique, when they're offering, um, you know, letting you know how they feel and really trying to like be present and like genuinely listen to them um, is, is the first step. And then next is, you know, hearing. You want to make sure that not only are you listening, but you're hearing them, you're showing them that you you can hear what they're saying by, you know, whether it be like responding throughout or just showing them that you're actively engaged with like, you know, nodding and, um, you know, just participating right. actively in the conversation and then understanding, you know, you need you need to be listening. You need to be actively hearing them to be able to understand why they're they're coming to you with this concern, coming to you with this critique issue, whatever. Um, and, and, you know, kind of accomplishing sitting into each one of those areas is going to help you like craft a better response Mm -hmm. in order to, you know, get a better outcome. So I really think that that's something to like when you're, you're in a conflict or when you're having communication with someone kind of sit down and think about those things. Like, okay, am I listening actively? Am I tuned out? Am I, I need to be present at this conversation. I need to show them that I hear them and that's how I'm going to be able to understand. Does that make sense? No, that 100% makes sense. And I I wholeheartedly agree because it's like the three different steps and all three are very different. And I think showcasing all three is very, very, very important because you could be listening, but you, you're you not like actually like hearing it and mm-hmm. understanding it. And sometimes it goes in one ear and out the other. Yes. And when and you care about someone and when, when you love someone and you want to, you know, do right by them, it's important to make sure that that's not the case. Exactly. Exactly. Because, I mean, you wouldn't want that done to you. Right. I feel like this is a good segue into our next topic because, again, you communicate with people differently whether you know it or you don't. But let's kind of talk about communicating with your friends versus communicating with a partner. Well, and like family. And family. Too. And honestly, even just like acquaintances. Like, again, you communicate versus with, coworkers. We're going to yeah. we're going to put it we're, all together. We're gonna, like we're wrapping it all together or not wrapping it. But like we're going to we're going to bring these all together and just kind of like dig into how you communicate with different people in your lives. Because, again, I would not communicate with Sam the same way that I would communicate with Kaylee. And I would not communicate the same way with like either of them the same way that I would communicate with like my parents or backpack boy or so let's let's dive deep into this bestie. Yeah. Okay. So I think first I want to touch on family because I think that this is like at least for me probably the area that I would need to work out the most because Family's family. They mm-hmm. love you. You're close. They're they're always going to be there for you. Um, and I think it's really easy to kind of use more hurtful words with our family yeah. and be more comfortable, um, you know, maybe not exhibiting our best selves in terms of communication skills with them. Because at least I, I know it's not the same in every family. I know every dynamic is different. But in my family, we forgive each other no matter what. And yeah. so it's like it's really easy. For example, when when my sister and I were younger, we would get into like screaming fights. And I'd be like, you're such a fucking bitch. Like, I, I hate you, you stupid <laughs> fucking bitch. But I, if I were to get into a fight with Ashley, I would never call you a stupid fucking bitch. I think it's different, though, like because like it's – this sounds so dumb, but it's because it's family that you're able yeah. to like communicate like oh, that. Oh yeah, because but, your do, but you- should we? Absolutely not. Like, there's no I think it just, reason. It, like, it happens. Yeah, I, and, and I think it's I think it's because there is that like comfort level of it being family. Yeah. But like, it's something that I talk about like in therapy too is remembering like that your your family are yes, they're your family, but they're just people. They are, and they like you know, they have the same thoughts, feelings, and emotions as you do. And I shouldn't be calling my, I mean, I don't, it it doesn't happen in years, but looking back, I shouldn't have ever been calling my sister a stupid fucking bitch because I would never have said that to any of my friends. And it's hurtful. It is. And so it's like, I I think when it comes to your family, just kind of like checking yourself and realizing like, okay, yes, even though like we're related, even though we are family, I wouldn't say this to someone who wasn't my family and my family's supposed to be the, the closest people to me, the people that I like love the most who love me unconditionally. So just kind of checking yourself in, yeah. in terms of I, like I think it's words you would use with your family. Versus- I think it's really interesting because of like that comfort level that we have with our family. And I don't know. I don't know that you said that 
you haven't really done this in like a few years but like for me I feel like I say some of the most hurtful things to like my parents and you know that's not to say that we don't have a great relationship because we do I again if you know me you know I love my parents and you like my friends see the dynamic that I have with them like my parents are literally like some of my best friends and throughout the years I feel like as I've matured and gotten older like my relationship is definitely better with them because we're like I'm an adult now and I have a better understanding of like life and we're able to like relate to a lot more um because I don't just see my parents as like my parents like I now see them as like as so much more like I have a different respect for them as an adult than I did like as a kid because it's more than just like mom and dad absolutely I again my eyes are open to a lot but when we get into arguments I can like 100% say that like me and my parents like we were very hot-headed like if something hurts us we will definitely like bring it up to each other and we will definitely say it in not the nicest way Mm -hmm. and that's that's just who we are that's that's us but it's interesting that you say that because I'm like sitting here thinking of like some of the shit that I've said and like it's just some stuff that I've said to guys some stuff that I've said to like friends but like I'm sitting here and thinking I'm like shit like I've said really hurtful things to my parents oh totally me too and I obviously regret it because I think my parents are like they're my world same they're literally my world but like again that's that's coming um out of emotion like that's me acting out of emotion and saying stuff that I really don't mean yeah just stuff that I feel in the moment um so yeah that's that's interesting because I think about it now I'm just like holy shit like I would never fucking say this to my friends right but like why would I say it to my parents yeah absolutely um and then like with friends I don't know about you but I feel like I'm friends with people that I can just kind of like give it to it straight yeah um I mean and you can give it straight while still being kind but for me like I find that that's the best approach for me when like talking to my friends like I was telling you before we were recording this if you were like hey, Sam, can I get your opinion on this? I would tell you straight up exactly mm-hmm. how I felt, why I felt that way. Um, or if you were doing something that bothered me, I'd be like, hey, like, quit it. Can you please? Or, yeah. you know, a- approach it pretty bluntly. Um, but that's that's just my approach personally. What about you? I I feel like I'm definitely like one that will, de- like I, can, I will communicate with my friends 100% and I will be blunt. But at the same time, I feel like I might sugarcoat things just slightly when it comes to my friends. Oh, um, yeah, I do. I do, too. I think that I'm a lot nicer in bringing up conflict and stuff or just um, confrontation. Like, whenever, mm-hmm. like, I need to bring something up to my friends, I feel like I do it in a nice way, um, or at least I try to. And yeah. if I don't, it's only, like, if I'm at a point where, like, I'm kind of like comfortable like speaking to same. a person like Definitely that. Same. Um and that kind of just goes back to like how you communicate differently with like people. Um and I know that we've mentioned this on like a previous episode, yeah. but like the way that you might approach conflict with me is maybe different with like one of your other friends. Yeah. Um and that's just like kind of gauging how your friends kind of take not necessarily criticism but like just take conflict or just take confrontation yeah yeah well like I am um you know like I'm pretty close with you but for example for some of my friends that I might not be as close with as I am with you I would definitely approach it in a little bit of a different way Mm -hmm. like I feel like I can be and when I say blunt you know like I would still be nice if I had an issue with you but I think I would be able to, you know, bring it up a little bit differently and have to sugarcoat it a little bit more if I was talking to maybe more of an acquaintance. Does that make sense? No, that definitely makes sense. And I think I know that we kind of talked about this a little bit and I kind of want to do a deep dive into it like for our our listeners. But as, as we're kind of talking about like relationships too with your significant other, you kind of mentioned like maybe sugarcoating things or like a romantic layer coming into yeah. confrontation with a significant other. Like, can you touch on that? Yeah. So I definitely don't like sugarcoat things when it comes to my relationship, but there's like, I don't know how to explain it, but for me at least there's this level of like being a little bit more um, gentle okay. with my significant other because there is that like romantic layer to like peel back as well. And also like, for me at least, like with the person that I'm dating, I definitely like see future and, you know, want to make sure that I can like preserve that however possible and really like practice good communication skills, like moving into the future. And, 
um, things like that. So I, I feel like I definitely um, treat certain things like delicately and it's more of like, hey, uh, I'm more comfortable or inclined with Josh to say if he were doing something that upset me, hey, here is what you did that upset me. Mm-hmm. Here's why. And here's what you can do better next time. Mm-hmm. Because I think in a relationship, there's this like the, the, the like romantic layer makes it a little bit easier to add that, that extra, um, here's what you can do next yeah. time. Because I, I feel like I wouldn't do that as much with like a friend, you know, I would say, yeah. Hey, here's what you did that upset me. And then kind of leave the ball in their court. Yeah. Whereas when it comes to, a romantic relationship I would look at it more as like here's what you did that upset me here's why and here's what you can do better so kind of like setting kind of like setting expectations yeah yeah exactly whereas like with friends I might leave it at like here's like what you did that upset me and here's why and then leave the ball in their court but like okay you know with with a romantic partner you need to like teach them how to like love you well and, and and what to do in a situation where um you know you might have another conflict and you know nip it in the bud so that you don't get into those hot-headed like arguments because I, I think some of the most passionate arguments are in romantic relationships oh, because you love each other so much and you're just it's like you get frustrated yeah so I don't know that's just my two cents I I think it's really like really interesting um just like speaking to like that gentle like romantic layer because I feel like I am a hundred percent more like blunt and not necessarily like mean but like very I'd say maybe more straightforward when it comes to someone that I see like romantically but I also think that is also just like based on like the vibe that they give me Mm -hmm. um so kind of just like how they might need to hear things yeah I think I'm a little bit more blunt and I think I do need to do better at like being gentle because I I personally think that some of the things that I say can be hurtful, like the way that I say them. However, I do think that some people do need like the tough, oh, tough love. I think that, mm-hmm. that like that's what it is for me. Like if yeah. I'm seeing someone romantically and I like need to like bring something up, like I kind of give them like tough love. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Sometimes uh, they, they need to hear it. Yeah. Absolutely. And and sometimes it just like comes across better that way for some people. But yeah, that's that's my two cents into that. I do need to be better at being gentle. But yeah, just kind of going off the idea of like you communicating different ways, you know, with with different people in your life. It's also like really important to remember that you have a communication style that's different from somebody else's. And I I think that we like touched on this in one of our, maybe our friends episode, but just remembering that like even though you might like to be told something a little bit more gently, someone else might be a little bit more blunt and and prefer mm-hmm. you to just be straight up with them and and not sugarcoat. Like I know sometimes I know Josh can handle bluntness, but for me just with my own reservations and the way that I like to be treated, I would sometimes go at something more gently with him just because that's how I like to be treated. But I could guarantee that he'd be would if I asked him, you know, how he would want me to express an issue, he would probably want me to just be straight up. And yeah, so like not everyone's going to respond to it the same. And again, you might be hurting like someone's feelings and I'm pretty sure that's not what you want to do. Yeah. So so just remembering that like someone else might need something different than you would need and just right. thinking about that before you approach something and thinking like okay this might be how I would want to you know be be communicated with about, about this issue but you know you you know and love this person that you're yeah. communicating with and just thinking about like okay based on what I know about them I think they would prefer to be approached in this way yeah you know with that being said I think that it's often overlooked that communication is a skill. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't come naturally to it, everyone. And it it's, doesn't. It's, it, and I think that's very apparent, like, especially with people that, like, have, like, social anxiety and stuff. Yeah. And I I think it's important to remember that you can always improve as yeah. a communicator um, and that it's no, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, practice makes perfect and yes. you can become a better communicator as you work at it. Like, for me, for example, I am not a natural born athlete. No matter how hard I work at it, I can get better than I am right now. 
Um, but I, I'm not going to necessarily be as good as, for example, my dad is mm-hmm. a, a natural born athlete, athlete, no matter how hard I work at it. My, me working at it really hard is never going to be as good as just his natural ability. Right. You have to remember that with communication, it's an even playing field for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some factors like social anxiety, you know, ADHD, different things like that, um, that can kind of change your communication skills a little bit. Here's the thing too. It's like, even your upbringing, I wholeheartedly think that like, maybe the way that you are raised, like you definitely communicate differently. Oh yeah. That than, totally makes sense. Than like others. Cause I know like, again, the way that like I have always been with my parents, like again, very blunt. Um, I, I think that while I am a strong communicator, I still have like, you know, hiccups like here and there. Yeah. But, um, I think just because of the way like my parents are and the way that I am, like that helped me become a strong communicator. Um, and, just like growing up I always liked speaking um I talk a lot but (laughs) me too um, that's why we have a podcast yes exactly why we have a podcast but I think that you know it just I'm like trying to like word this correctly like because obviously communication is more than just talking but I think just like as like time progressed like I kind of learned how to become a better communicator yeah it's one of those things where it's like back to what I said (laughs) about like being born you know natural athlete versus like learned behaviors um you can be born you know I don't don't know how scientifically it works like being born a good communicator (laughs) it really is it does trace back to like your upbringing and you know your family and the and the way that they communicated and maybe um for example, maybe you have a healthier upbringing in terms of communication than one of your friends or vice versa. And it's just like realizing that you can kind of take the circumstances that, that you were given and, um, improve upon them. Like maybe, I I don't know if this is the case at all, but maybe Ashley, this, I'm totally just using this as an example. (laughs) Ashley was born into, let's say, a family that was really great communicators. But let's say that I was born into a family where, you know, we didn't have the best communication skills. Ashley can, you know, be a great communicator. And let's say that she didn't change anything from her communication patterns growing up, you know, in an environment where those communication skills were really strong and really good. She didn't change anything about that. But let's say that, for example, I was born in an environment or born. I can't speak. I don't know what I'm even (laughs) saying. The Red Bull is getting to me. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that no matter the circumstances of like how you were brought up, you can always change learned behaviors and, you know, like really work on strengthening your communication style. And it doesn't have to be just like it was yeah, when you were. It, it's a skill. It's literally a skill. I feel like it's a skill that is something that you can always improve on. You can be a great communicator, but I feel like there's always room to like grow. And here's the thing, like I consider myself a strong communicator and I know that I have hiccups, but in all honesty, I feel like I have become such a better communicator within the last few months because of therapy. I agree. I think that I was a good communicator before I started going to therapy, but um, I, I think that a big part of communication for me at least is getting over that hump of not wanting to hurt people's feelings and and being a people pleaser and you know kind of like I said I was a little bit more passive and would just silently resent but I think that something that I learned one of the tools that I learned in therapy was you know kind of that idea of putting yourself first when it comes Mm to communication I mean in general but when it comes to communication specifically and you know there's a way to do that while balancing being kind and balancing thinking about how the other person communicates and and things like that and and not only that I feel like I've learned from therapy I know we've talked about this a little bit not on the podcast but just the idea of like a scenario that you've painted in your head or like spiraling and overthinking versus reality and and how how something actually is is something I I worked on a lot in therapy I overthink so much and I would have to agree like in like for me that's something that I kind of worked on too because I I definitely overthink like it's, it's just a habit of mine. It's a nasty habit that I need to break. And, uh, you know, I'm slowly getting better at it because mm-hmm. 
there's no point in overthinking because I feel like as soon as you begin to overthink, you kind of like sabotage yourself. A hundred percent. You absolutely sabotage yourself. And I think like something that I've learned that's that's really important um, with therapy is that idea of just addressing the concern, mm-hmm. addressing whatever it is that you might have just completely have made up in your head. Yeah, you have these false in, realities. In addressing that concern, addressing that made up scenario you've made in your head with, you know, your partner, with your friend, with a family member can be what you need to kind of just like sit in the comfort of it being a false reality and something that you've just made up. Like for example, sometimes my anxiety will tell me, oh, like your boyfriend doesn't love you. Oh, you are bad at this. You're bad at that. And your boyfriend doesn't love you and he's going to break up with you and the, and <laughs> crazy stuff like that when it's compl- we have no issues in our relationship there's no problem and I would talk to Vicky my therapist about that and she would say well have you ever thought about just asking for reassurance mm-hmm. and so you know like even though I know that those fears are completely not invalid like I, I think fears any emotion any fear is valid but none of that is anything that I need to worry about in my relationship. When I have those days, I just bring them up to Josh and I'm like, Hey, I feel like I, I know this isn't true, but I feel like you're just going to dump me in. Like you're, I know that makes me sound crazy. And I, I feel like you, I don't think it makes you sound crazy. And he, We're human. We have emotion. And, and by, you know, even though I know that these, these fears are completely untrue, just telling him how I feel and then he can reassure me and be like, absolutely not. I'm never going to do that to you. And and here's why. Like, right. it feels so much better than just like, you you know that the thought is invalid or not invalid. You know that the thought might be, you know, kind of crazy. You know that it might be something that's definitely not going to happen. Bringing it up instead of just spiraling and wondering what if can help you, I guess, in a sense, like nip it in the bud before you like think yourself into oblivion you know you're gonna think yourself to death and it's just like coming from someone and I feel like you can probably say the same like someone who overthinks like every certain situation like you can like really ruin your mood oh a hundred percent you can ruin a whole day and like I've ruined weeks by overthinking yeah and I think it's so funny that like you say like you know the reassurance and stuff because like literally someone could tell me that they want to hang out with me like you know today and then like 30 minutes later, if I don't get like, let's say you or Kaylee like want to hang out with me and you make it apparent that you want to hang out with me that day, but like it takes you a while to like respond to like my text messages, my mind automatically goes to, ooh, they're tired of me. Like maybe uh-huh. they, they don't want to like oh, hang out with me anymore. And it's just like, even though you told me 30 minutes ago, like, hey, let's hang out today. I'm probably going to ask you like, are you sure? Like, are you not tired of me? Like, yeah. I, and it's just, it's a habit. <laughs> oh no. I see the same, like. For example, right now, Josh is Josh and I are house sitting for. I mean, by the by the time this episode airs, or I guess whatever you call it, we're not going to be anymore. But we are house sitting, and we've spent the entire like one and a half right now weeks together. But it it will be a full two weeks, and the entire time leading up to this, I was like, "Are you sure you're not going to get sick of me? Like, are you ready to get sick of me?" Just to kind of like get the reassurance of like, absolutely, I'm not going to get sick of you. So. <laughs> Yeah, just kind of voicing those insecurities and yeah, for sure. stuff. Like even if you know that they're not true, to kind of get a response back slash like reassurance, I think is like really helpful. In relation to like overthinking or just like in relation to like spending too much time with someone, whether it be a friend, a significant other, whatever, I think that we need to communicate when we need space. <laughs> it's so much better to communicate when you need space than it is to like distance yourself without communicating how you feel or just like withdrawing. Yes, because that will lead to overthinking about Absolutely. the situation. Because if you're not communicating it properly, like let's say if you and I were together for like a week and you just like needed time like apart from me, which is totally fine because we all need our alone time. Like spending t- so much time with someone can, it, not that it gets boring, but like some sometimes you just like sometimes you need a minute to yourself yeah you need you just need time to yourself but like if you were to like you know just go away from me without like saying something I'd automatically be like oh my god did I do something to piss Sam off no yeah absolutely or like Josh is literally staring at me right now but I'm going to use his him as an example yet again I and and he is too but I'm a very touchy person I 
smother him sometimes. <laughs> and he's laughing right now because he, he knows exactly what I'm about to say. But sometimes he'll he'll like pull away for a second and be like, I just need a minute. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, OK. But I would so much rather him do that than just like one day stop like holding my hand or stop like yeah. letting me like lay on him or whatever it might be. It's so much less hurtful to just be like, hey, I just need a minute like to myself. Right. And you know what? <laughs> He's literally <laughs> He's laughing because he, he, is he, he saying something. Is he going to mention something? All right. So like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he just randomly comes up to me and is like, hug, please. <laughs> and I, like she's a, a fucking five year old. Hey. And but it gets the point across. Funny. I feel like we're the same person right now because like I am definitely like a touchy feely person. And like if someone were to like just like pull away without like saying something I'd it would hurt like, your feelings it would hurt my feelings I, I would need it like communicated to me that like hey like I just need like I need a break and like that's fine but like I don't know like if I am like holding hands with someone or if I'm kissing someone and they're just like stop I'd be like what yeah <laughs> what what did I do I know yeah. I'm sensitive I think it's just because like <laughs> I'm like a touchy-feely person and that's like part of like my love language no for sure me too and like that's my reassurance too communication as a whole just plays such a big aspect into our lives. And again, I feel like it's something that's constantly overlooked. So I do hope that like some of the stuff that we said in this episode, like really resonates with some of you guys. And again, we would love to hear your take on stuff. Um, If you have any stories that you want to share, we'd love to hear them. Absolutely. If you can teach anything to Sam and I, like we're more than happy to be students. I feel like we're constantly like sharing our opinions. Yeah. And, stuff, and, and, and we, we always love hearing from you guys. Again, like we are not experts. Like no, we're obviously not, not like licensed therapists. We have like no, we have no qualifications to be like giving this advice aside <laughs> from like our own, you know, experiences and, and, and like the things that we've learned from. It's just kind of like the blind leading the blind with exactly. this podcast. Yeah. So. Hope that you feel like you've learned something. Teach us something, please. Because yeah, we're I, begging for it. I don't know how many times we have to like reiterate this, um, but we really, 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 really just want you guys to feel like you are sitting in this room with us. Or whether, like on FaceTime with us, yeah, <laughs> honestly. And it's so nice. Like one of my friends, she literally like messaged me the other day and she was listening. I don't know what podcast episode she was listening to, but she was like, I love listening because it makes me feel like I'm friends with you and Sam and like I'm just like with you guys and that's the goal I like the ultimate compliment literally (laughs) the goal of this entire thing like Sam and I went into this as like this being like a passion project and we really just wanted to build this community and have you guys feel like you're hurt and that you have someone and that we are you know there for you. What? My mind just went blank. <laughs> I just like gave Ashley the weirdest look and she just like looked at me like so concerned and it's it's literally because my mind went completely blank. Um but we we said we were going to be real with you guys yeah. uh, at 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 all points and just to be honest with you I don't know if I'm speaking for both of us or just speaking for myself. I have no idea how the fuck to end this episode off because communication is so broad and it's like I guess it just kind of falls back into like being transparent and being open. And I'm just going to be real and say that like, I don't know how the heck to end it off because communication is never ending. It is never ending. And I think that's a great way. (laughs) That's a good way to end the episode is that there's no good stopping point for this. There is no good stopping point. We could go on for hours about this, but we won't. Um, If you want to talk to us about it, feel free to talk to us about it. If not, it's cool. We love you. Thank you you for listening to our (laughs) weekly shit show. (laughs) Bye, guys.